E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebels. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. The Ebels story began with the search for something natural to help manage chronic migraines. But Ebels helps more than just migraines. From managing chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, Ebels is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly, Brian Nichols, here on The Brian Nichols Show, can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels. Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until Ebels. With the best quality product and customer service in the industry, Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil and Ebels Freeze Gel easily stand above all the competition. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols Show audience on all orders. All you have to do is head to Ebels.com and use promo code TB. NS, the Brian Nichols Show, right? TBNS at checkout. That's it. Discount applied. Again, the code is TBNS at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality CBD on the market. One more time, that is code TBNS at checkout. And now, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At the Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Happy Sunday, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to our special Sunday Candidate Series. We're continuing things here today, talking to Nicholas Magner from the Legislative District Number 4 in the great state of New Jersey. He is running for assembly as a libertarian, and we get to have Nick join the show today to discuss his path to liberty, why he got so interested in the ideas of personal liberty, but also specifically focusing on some issues like that of the Second Amendment, decriminalization of drugs, and more. So, with that being said, I'm of the show nick magner here on the brian nichols show hey man thanks for having me i really appreciate it thank you so much nicholas thank you for joining the program and thank you to the the just absolute all-star behind the scenes frankie who has been helping get you um i think we got who is it gary uh uh got the name right gary run for a governor Gary? Oh, uh, Greg. Greg. Greg, Greg Mealy. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm terrible with names. Greg on the well, show. No, my apparently. So because I, I just had no idea what you were talking about and I had to think about it for a second. So. <laughs> All right. I, so we're getting Greg. We had Mike Rufo on the show. So f- number one, shout out to Frankie because she is an all-star. Um, so number two, you're running for office. You you are fighting the good fight. We talked about this here in the program of when people are running for office. Number one, don't just run for office. Run for office based on Number one, running on core issues that are paramount to your area. And number two, that you're going to be able to reach people and and help sell people on liberty, right? That's what we focus on here at the program. How do we sell these ideas more effectively, more articulately? So, Nicholas, let's start off here. Nick, may I call you Nick? Absolutely. I assumed as much, but I want to make sure, you know, respect the, the, the title of the office you're running for. So, so Nick, you're you're running for uh, for New Jersey Assembly. First off, I think it's important to to start off who you are, right? Why are and, and then not only who you are, but why are you running for for assembly? I first of all, Nicholas Magner, obviously, um, you know, 
I feel like a lot of people that are running for office be like, oh, I'm just the normal guy. What I'm legitimately a normal guy. I'm a blue collar worker. I've worked manual labor my whole life. Um, I don't have a college degree and I've always had an interest in politics. And so it kind of I think it's culminating to this now where I want to make a change better, not only for New Jersey, but to be honest with you, my real motivation is creating a place for my children to live freer than I have. Uh, I think as a parent, there is no greater gift you can give your child than freedom than creating a place that is, you know, conducive to liberty and, and freedom. And, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish here. Um, I've, I was the president of a nonprofit organization here in New Jersey called uh, New Jersey to a sanctuary. We were fighting for firearms advocacy. Um, before that, I mean, I guess I can give you a rundown. Um, in 2008, I voted for Obama because my friends were, uh, and that was kind of where I started realizing I grew up in a very, very religious household. And my father was always talking about, Hey, there's these, these libertarians. There's this, there's this other group, you know, you don't have to vote for just one of the two. And I was like, yeah, okay, dad, fine. So then I voted for Obama in 08. And then it really kind of piqued my interest. Once I start seeing that he was really perpetuating a lot of what every other administration, regardless of your political affiliation was doing. And so then after that, in 2012, I voted for, uh, I voted uh, Gary Johnson. And then in 16, I was very weird in a weird space. And I was a Bernie bro for a little bit. I hopped from voting from Gary Johnson and seeing like, man, he's only getting a, a, a tiny percentage of the vote. What happens? What does this mean for me? Had me questioning everything. I turned into this, this Bernie bro that was like advocating for like, you know, taxing, you know, the 1%, not realizing the financial ramifications of everything like that. And from there, supporting Bernie in 16, essentially, um, as soon as he was snubbed the nomination at the DNC, it snapped me back into liberty mode. It brought me right back. It, it was like, hey, why is this not? Wait, I fell for the duopoly once in 08. I strayed away from it in 2012, and then I fell for it again in 16, essentially. So what a roller coaster. Wow. Well, in, in 2016, after, after uh, I did vote for Johnson again. Uh, after realizing like, oh, this is a sham again. Like, listen, sometimes I don't learn quickly. It's okay. I'm trying. You know what I mean? So then I went from that in 16 to um, becoming, I, I, I wanted to be an activist and I was looking to be more active politically. I wanted to make a change. I actually ended up joining the Proud Boys in 2017, Philadelphia. And um, it's something that now looking back on was a mistake. Um, but this made me evolve into somebody who appreciates liberty so much more by trying to become an activist, going the wrong route and saying they're not really for liberty. They're not for really for the, the things that I stand for. Um, they're really just bootlickers. And that's not me. And it made me go even harder to the liberty movement and reject the ideologies that was coming from that from that aspect. So then we had. You know, 2016 went from Bernie bro, went to to that in 2017 to 2018. Now I'm part of Yao and I'm meeting all these. I'm meeting Massey. I'm meeting Amash. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, Kennedy and I'm, I'm being immersed in liberty. And it's really just evolving and blossoming my my political philosophy to now where I'm at in 2019. I was, you know, the 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 president of a nonprofit organization trying to make change, because to me, I feel like the Second Amendment, which is probably the main part of my platform, is one of the most important um, with the Second Amendment, we can we can arm people in in communities where they're often oppressed um, by police and by other things. And, you know, it's just this great idea. And, you know, it, firearms are are 
a tool to protect your sovereignty. It's not your sovereignty, but it is a tool given. Um, it was a tool created to protect your sovereignty. And so, you know, I'm, I'm moving all over the place, but no, well, no, it's where I'm at. Yeah. I like it because so we're painting a picture, right? How, how, where you came from to where you are today. And I think it's important to tell your story because your story is, is a roller coaster, right? You, in part of what makes and kind you know, kind of why my show has taken the turn that it did is that I don't want to talk just to libertarians because what what does that accomplish? I want to talk to people who are outside of our traditional echo chambers, and, and there are people from the left, from the right that I am reaching out to, and it's important for them to be able to hear themselves in other people who are activists in the liberty movement because it gives them a roadmap to show you that. Well, hey, just because maybe the predominant voice of liberty you're hearing is a more Ron Paul Republican type of, you know, libertarian versus, you know, the the Gary Johnson type of libertarian versus, you know, go go down the list, right? And that's something that we can now start to to point to and say, well, listen, you know, Nick had, you know, a roller coaster of, you know, going from Obama to Bernie, what? Like, and and you can see for you, and and, and in between there, you took a pit stop at Gary Johnson, like. There's there's a lot for you to to bring to the table in terms of telling your story. So that's important to, to start off there. But then I think the next part that you started to, to t- articulate is why you're running. And you mentioned particularly one thing that you're very passionate about, and that's, that's the Second Amendment. And right now we're recording here on um, March 25th for posterity's sake, just because things are happening very quickly and you never know what's going to happen by the time this airs here on Sunday for the Kennedy show. Right. Um, but, you know, we're hearing the proposal. Um, you know, we, we had this shooting in Boulder um, from the, the Syrian immigrant. And with all that, there's been a renewed push for gun control. And now you're seeing folks more on the left saying, well, hey, if we can't use the legislative means to get this in, Biden... You got a pen and a phone. Executive order order that guy. Just go ahead and put it into action unilaterally. And I think that's raising a lot of folks to say, well, hold up. Because if you really want to, you know, destroy any fabric of, you know, semblance of unity that we have as a nation, it's it's to go after one of the, the underlying, you know, fundamental topics that we hold near and dear to our, our heart as a nation, and that is our Second Amendment rights. And you're going to just completely trample that. That's going to turn off so many people. So let's focus on that right now. Why Why was that the number one issue for you to start off looking at the Second Amendment? Was there anything in particular that, that led you down that path to, to see that value? I've always thought of the Second Amendment as something that protects the rest of our amendments and, and something that, is, is, as I said before, is a tool that we can use to uh, protect our sovereignty and you know our natural rights. Um in, in New Jersey, it is despicable how they oppress our rights. You have to look at it as an issue of not whether or not they're going to take our guns or these are our guns. These are my guns. That's that's not how we look at it. I look at it purely from an aspect of are you a sovereign human being? Do you have the ability to protect yourself? Because recent Supreme Court cases say that the police don't have that responsibility. You can call them all you want, but they do not have the responsibility to protect you. They don't. We need to protect ourselves. And in New Jersey, we're not allowed to do that. And I saw New Jersey's oppressive scheming of their permitting systems, of, of, of how they 
allow certain groups of people the the amount of the cost of permits and the constant threat of of changing the prices taxing that right there is the number one issue because it is the great equalizer firearms are the great equalizer we are every law is an infringement period not only does it say that in the constitution but throw that out the window you have the right to protect yourself your property and your family that is your natural right you're born with these rights you're born into a world and you have a right to exist and not exist not exist under an oppressive rule new jersey makes the permitting system so tough and violates your rights at every level level we're talking about the municipal level when it comes to whether or not they want to allow you to you know pass the background check there at the county level the judges if you were to try and get a carry case to the state level that it is at every single level oppressing and stepping on your rights to be able to protect yourself again forget that guns are the tool that's just a tool we use to protect ourselves this is a civil rights issue if you boil it down to a civil rights issue how can you go wrong how can you not see it that way i'm sure that everyone wants to protect themselves everyone wants to be able to live peacefully protect your property i want to be able to protect my family in New Jersey, if someone were to break into my house, every every case where you use self-defense, the self-defense is going to go to court. And when you have the courts that are in New Jersey, you're going to lose. If you're not trying to actively run out your, your window, your second story window to try and escape from someone there, you're screwed. And I, I hope I'm portraying it correctly because I get really passionate about this issue because, again, I see it as being so important. I see it as, you know, Again, I don't know how people can look at things and be like, oh, we need to take these guns away because these are mental health issues that are boiling over, especially in Boulder and things like that. They, he was on the FBI's watch list from before. He is, you know, uh, he's had mental issues in the past. We need to, again, because of a very difficult instance, it's not okay to start oppressing rights on mass. And that's what the current Biden administration is saying they're trying to do. And They've been doing it since the late 60s in New Jersey. I'm sick of it. I want to be able to protect my family, period. And I mean, it, it makes sense, right? You you would say that the Second Amendment, it, it should just make sense. But we're seeing, unfortunately, in response to the, the, the latest shooting in Boulder, that there there is this gut instinct from a lot of folks on the left to just instantly go right into gun control. And it's it's... It's wild, the mental gymnastics. <laughs> and I'm trying to right. say that very, very delicately. Like, how we can go from not it's even, yeah, not even like what, seven, eight months ago, we were having um, the, the, the Black Lives Matter protesting against police brutality. And now, literally, not even half a year later, we're just saying, well, only police should have guns. I'm sorry. Like, where's where where are we missing this disconnect folks and i think it's important that we need to point this out that this is a very big issue and actually i, I would say to it kind of goes to like the other main issue i know that you've been focusing on and that is you know trying to end the war on drugs decriminalization of quite frankly just non you know i only say they're, they're just plants in many cases like you know why why are we why are we putting people in cages over a, a plant it's it's silly it's it's insane that we're still doing this in 2021 and across the united states we're seeing i forget how many states it is now we're pushing 30 i think um who have who've either um decriminalized or at the very least have legalized uh marijuana usage so we're seeing it happen across the board now 
talk to us, Nick. I know New Jersey just, I think, passed a law trying to get rid of decriminalization for marijuana, but they haven't officially opened up the marketplace. What's going on there? It's it's a complete mess here in New Jersey. Um, you know, everyone voted. It was like uh, two to one. People voted uh, overwhelmingly in support of um, their legalization bill. Um, with in 2020, it came up on the on the it was a ballot question. Um, I'm going to let you know right now. I voted no for it because the government does not belong in our lives. Period. Let alone something that I do in my own home. And the reason why I voted no is not because I don't support legalization, because I support anything you want to put in your body. It does not affect me. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Uh, I smoke myself. I smoked with Scott Horton the other day. It was a great experience <laughs> at the Libertarian Convention. Anyway, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Whatever. Um, what's important here is that we realize that the legalization in New Jersey is not legalization. What they did was is they're trying to create a scheme to make more money. The state of New Jersey does not deserve one more penny of our stolen money, of our taxation. Tax it more, tax it more, tax it more. That's all they're doing. You're not effectively helping anybody. You're not getting rid of a black market because you're continuing to create one. And where does the people, you know, where do the police go when, you know, uh, suburbia can afford it? They can afford to tax marijuana on, you know, buying it in a store. Where do they go? They go into the inner cities. They go into Camden. They go into Trenton. They go into Patterson and they put the police there more. And then what happens? You have uh, black and brown people who are disproportionately affected and still put into jails. You see it in Colorado. You see in every place that has legalized. You see more police activity in smaller areas for people who don't deserve to be oppressed any more than they're already oppressed. When you have this in New Jersey, you didn't legalize it. All they did was create a governmental scheme to take more of your money. I, on the other hand, I would want decriminalization of not only marijuana, but any other drug, complete decriminalization. I do not want the state to have any hand in any of that. They don't need to be. Get rid of the black market and things will flourish. Hey, and guess what? If you have a little bit of saved up money, either give it back to the citizens or maybe put it into treatment programs that actually help people so then that way they're not hurting as well. Because listen, you look around the country, there's a huge issue with addiction and it is something that has affected my family heavily and it's near and dear to my heart to be able to try and help the people that are that are at their wits end and are you know are are struggling with addiction as well. New Jersey has not legalized anything. On paper, they've legalized it. You can't go buy it in a store yet. They had to put out a memo through the attorney general saying, hey, anybody who's this uh, has this much. You can't, you can't, you can't try and um, arrest somebody if you smell it. It's not probable cause. That's a good thing. But again, decriminalize it completely and you can leave all that out of it. But they don't want to do that because they still want to jail you. They still want to put you in rape cages for uh, something that is victimless. And, and they're trying to hurt you still. They still, they're grubby. They want their money. And that's exactly what's going on in New Jersey. It is not legalization. It's a sham. So we have guns. We have marijuana. Well, not just marijuana. Drug decriminalization across the board. How about, and you touched on it, taxes, right? We're, we're seeing right now COVID-19. You're seeing states and municipalities having to really face some hard decisions because they've been spending up out of, out of the, well, many different places. Um, and all of a sudden they're, they're having to pay the piper because all of a sudden these tax revenues either dried up the tax base, you know, like in Philly, they're abandoning in mass. Um, so you're seeing that there is now a, a large portion of uh, cities who either a have to, um, raise taxes or b cut spending. And I, 
I guess the the gut instinct I have is I'm gonna look at these blue cities and assume they're gonna do the the, the first one. They're gonna go ahead and raise some taxes. So let's talk about your platform, Nick. You, you're focusing on lowering taxes. Uh, specifically, where would you want to start? Um, you know, cutting some taxes anywhere that is near and dear to you. Well, what we should start doing is is they're getting the state is getting a lot of money from licensing. the The person who's the incumbent in my district also happens to be House Speaker Paul Moriarty. He is also happens to be on the board of business licensing. He is actively trying to, you know, barbers who just want to cut hair, hair braiders, whatever. He is the one who's creating the licensing for that and creating more and more revenue for New Jersey. That needs to go. Not only that, it is so highly regulated in New Jersey. There's nothing that you are literally not taxed on. Property taxes need to be on there. This is the reason why people are leaving in mass. New Jersey is one of the top states that people are leaving. The exit is ridiculous, including New York is, is another one as well. These New York and New Jersey fight over who leaves more all the time. And, you know, we need to I don't know where to start. I can't give you a good answer because there's so much here that you have to start wading through the muck and wading through the swamp at some point. And I don't even know where I would start. I know that business license is going to be good because the less you're taxing these businesses, the more they're going to flourish, the more profit they're making equals more job opportunities. And we want people to be going back to work. I'm unemployed right now. I am unemployed because of COVID. Okay. There is many other people that are seeing, but as I, the more jobs we can create, the better. Um, Taxes in a whole, property taxes, state taxes. There's, there's literally so much that's going on. There's so much. You, you can't really start in one spot. I'd have to re-examine that once I am elected to, to be able to wade through all that. There's too much. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. I mean, if it's in purpose, they, they make it a tangled mess because then it's like, well, good luck. It, it's, it's like in um, Christmas Vacation when Chevy Chase hands the ball of lights to Russ, and it's just it's just one massive knot. That's pretty exactly much that's the tax system. They and they do it on purpose because they know that the folks out there who want to fix it, they're like, well, my God, you need a a boatload of lawyers just to even start to understand half of this stuff. And they're like, we know that's the point. So, uh, Nick, how about this? We are getting close to time, and I want to make sure you know. I I like to bring up issues that I think are important, but I think it's important also for you to talk about some issues maybe that are important to you or things that we didn't maybe bring up that specifically are pertinent to New Jersey that you want to make sure that people are aware of. So how about this? You know, give you the last five minutes or so here for the show. Let's outline some things in particular that you want to make sure we raise up as, uh, you know, number one, issues for folks out there who are not in New Jersey to be aware of what's happening in New Jersey. But number two, folks in New Jersey who maybe they've been there and they're not aware of what's happening, that they need to get their uh, eye on the ball a little bit. Well, as I said before, the Second Amendment has always been crushed in New Jersey, and that is something um, I would like to introduce legislation for constitution, constitutional carry right off the bat. Um, not only do I want everyone armed, but I want everyone to be able to have an M1 Abrams in their driveway. That's what I want. Shout out to Rufo. Drug decriminalization, not just marijuana, an actual decriminalization, not the the sham of legalization that that New Jersey currently has that still really isn't even in effect. Um, Another one that is near and dear to my heart is called Defend the Guard. Um, you know, it's an attempt. Defend the Guard, what they did to Defend the Guard is, is an attempt to, to rein in the federal government and, and force them to constitutionally adhere to what the Constitution says. And the Constitution says that, you know, without a declaration of war, you're not able to take a militia. And our, our state militia is the National Guard. And 
they need to be staying here. They don't need to be deployed in the Middle East, which scares me even more now after hearing Biden's speech today talk about, you know, they asked him point blank, you know, are you taking people out of the Middle East? He said yes. And they said when? He said not sure, which is the same thing we've been hearing with every administration since the dawn of time, since we were over there in the 70s. Um, that's something that's near and dear to my heart as well. I have a family that is in the military. I have family that has deployed and um, overseas and just hearing from what, you know, their experience, we need to keep our national guard here in New Jersey to work on issues in New Jersey. You know, if there's another massive storm to help out with that, to maybe, uh, you know, anything along those lines, that's something that's also near and dear to my heart. I am very anti-war. I don't want us fighting wars. I don't want us meddling over in the middle East. I don't want us meddling anywhere. We should focus on home. I think those three, uh, of course, and, you know, just the normal body autonomy, there's our, our, we've been locked down and forced to wear masks um, for a year now. And if you believe in masks, that's fine. You can wear them. But if not, stop forcing somebody else to do it. That is their body. And to me, that is their right to be able to protect themselves how they see fit. Um, we have no responsibility towards, I have no responsibility to you. And your health, you know, it's it. That's the plain. That's that's exactly what it is. And you know, whether it comes to forcing vaccinations or forcing someone to wear masks, we we need to help out businesses. And it, there, there's really too much. But if you can imagine what your state is like, if you're not from New Jersey, if you're not from like New York, and you're over there in Ohio or some other state in Pennsylvania, and you say, "Man, it is really bad. Everything here, taxes are too much. You know, they're really cramping down on our our gun rights." You know, businesses are still closed due to COVID and, and lockdown mandates. Think about New Jersey. We have it 50 times worse. Whatever you think is bad, we have it much worse. And I'm trying to help that. I'm trying to fix that. We got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. And how about this, folks? If you want to start somewhere, it's magnerforfreedom.com. I will include the links to that as well as the uh, the links to your social media. I know you got a, a Twitter and a Facebook there, Magner for Freedom. So we'll make sure we include those links. And uh, with that being said, Nick, thank you for all the, uh, the work you're doing. Obviously, it's important to focus on these issues. It's important to talk about these issues. These, um, you know, it's I think right now we're in a time where people are looking for people who are authentic, people who are uh, genuinely uh, passionate about these these issues. And, and definitely it's, it's important for us to, to raise those voices up who are who are so you know, passionately speaking about these issues. So thank you for all you're, you're doing and definitely looking forward to uh, helping your candidacy as you move forward here. My goodness, we're coming up just a couple of months away. I say a couple months away, tongue in cheek, towards election day in November. So we'll have to have you on some time between now and then. But that being said, Nick Magner, thanks for joining the Brian Nichols Show. Thanks so much, man. It was an, an honor to be here and uh, thank you for everything. I appreciate it. Shout out to uh, the Launchpad. Shout out to the Launchpad. You guys know who you are. Thank you so much. Get ready to start your new morning ritual with our new sponsor, Mudwater. Coffee is one of America's favorite beverages, with more and more people starting their coffee habits every day with a cup of that flavorful anxiety juice. But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Millions of people complain about the jitters that come from coffee consumption. Our morning coffee rituals can be habit-forming and, for some people, can make getting a good night's sleep almost impossible. And while nearly all of us like the smell, taste, and ritual of our morning coffee, why not explore eliminating the negative aspects of our morning brew? Well, what if your coffee replacement helped 
Induce alertness, not dependency. Improve mental capacity and function. Improve physical stamina and performance. Improve immunity and overall health. Oh, and by the way, it tastes good enough to drink every single day. Meet Mudwater. Mudwater is your fastest growing coffee alternative in the market, consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures both old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, Mud gives you the natural energy and focus you expect from coffee, but without the jitters and crash. With an organic blend of mushrooms and ingredients like cacao, marsala chai, turmeric, lion's mane, and more, Mud Water offers a beverage like no other. Whether you want to enjoy it hot, cold, as a latte, or however you take your coffee in the morning, Mud Water is the zero sugar, zero crash, zero jitter alternative, sure to leave you feeling recharged and refocused. Listen, I'm really excited to have Mud Water as a sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show because I've been able to see the Mud Water difference for myself, and you can too, so click the link in the show notes to get some mud, support the show, and get your new morning ritual started right with mud water. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our conversation today with Nick Magner running for assembly in the legislative district number four in New Jersey. If you enjoyed today's special Sunday candidate series, do me a favor. Please be sure to share today's episode. Make sure you tag me at B Nichols Liberty on Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com and Parlor.com. And if you particularly enjoyed today's episode, well, make sure you go ahead and give us that awesome five star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. And guys, if you want to go ahead and say hi, email me at brian at briannicholsshow.com and if you guys could please help support nick's campaign share today's episode as i said and make sure we're raising up more candidates like nick if you know a candidate yourself or if you are running for office as a pro liberty candidate will give me a shout i would love to have you on the program to promote your candidacy and to talk about the issues that you're focusing on that people care about in your respective communities so folks with that being said we have three more amazing shows lined up for you this week starting things off here on monday coming up with mike rufo from the great state of new jersey please hit that subscribe button we don't want you missing a single episode so with that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for nick magner we'll see you monday thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.